Liz Corey. And I'm Katie King. And this is True, True Crime New, New England. England. Hi, everybody. Today's episode is the episode. The one you all have been waiting for us to talk about. Or Liz, especially. Yes. Um, I have mentioned this case probably in a roundabout way every single episode we've done. Um, I mentioned on our Instagram. We've talked about it. I'm very excited. Katie, I'm very excited to have you with me. Yes. Um, we're not going to do any like little chit chat today. We're going to get right into it. But before we start, um, this episode is extra special because um, I will be including little clips of an interview I did with my dad. So if you've listened to our previous episodes, you know that my dad's best friend in childhood growing up had a little sister who was abducted. Um, this is her, Tammy Belanger. So I interviewed him. It was hard, uh, but it was raw and real. And I think this is the way it should be. Yeah. Regarding cases that don't get enough attention. Yeah. And this is, this is really why we do this shit. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. This is the reason why we say this every episode. Mm-hmm. I think it all comes back maybe just for me, but you've, I've told you about this, our whole friendship. So this is what it comes back to for me. So I'm excited. It's time. And what's most special about this is that when this comes out, it'll be the 11th of November. On the 13th of November is when this happened. So it's right on the 37th anniversary. Um, so that's pretty special. And we hope to bring awareness to something so important to a lot of people that doesn't get enough. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, let's get into it. So without further ado, we will be covering the case of the abduction Abduction of of Tammy Belanger. Now, before we get started, always our sources. Katie, if you could please give us what you've got. Yes. Wikipedia, Seacoast Online, the Boston Globe, WMUR, And then the Charlie Project, which is a website that profiles victims of cold cases. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. They're a really great resource in general. Um, So that's awesome. And just in case people don't know, the Charlie Project, Charlie is spelled C-H-A-R-L-E-Y. Yes. Not how you would probably think to spell Charlie. That's a good one. I had that one as well. Yeah. Um, I also had Exeter Patch. I had something called The Missing Fandom. It's like a wiki. Um, medium.com, newspapers.com, blogger.com, Sun Sentinel, and then this website called Angel Fire. Um, Tammy Lynn Belanger was born on February 24th, 1976, to Nelson and Patricia Belanger. She had two older siblings, Brian, who was my dad's friend, and then Anne, who was a few years younger. Um, and friends with my aunt Courtney, who is a few years younger than my dad. So they all went to school together, and then Tammy came along. Like she was a, there was quite an age gap between them, I think like nine years. Um, so she was the baby of the family. Um, and at the time of her abduction, she was eight years old, and she was a third grader. Mm-hmm. Now, here I'm gonna send it over to my dad, who talks about how he knew Tammy and, um, what he remembers about her before she went missing. All right, hi everyone. I'm here with my dad, Phil, who is somebody close to this case. So who was Tammy to you? Like, 
She was my friend Brian's sister. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay, and how long did, did you know Brian for? Oh, well, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like in elementary school? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, from what I remember, Brian lived nearby, right? No. He oh, lived thought... nearby to where I lived? Yeah. No. It was oh. about a 15-minute walk. Oh, that's, I mean. It was the other side of town. <laughs> well, Exeter is a small town. Okay. Um, okay, so there was Brian, and then Anne was... Anne. She was... How much younger than you guys? A couple years. Yeah. In high school, when you were in high school kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then Tammy, who was... Who was a lot younger. A lot like... Okay. Yeah. Um, and you were over their house a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. That's... I know... I remember you telling me stories about, like, going camping with them. And... We went camping. Um, and I spent a lot of time at their house. Yeah, so. yeah. And yeah. I feel like what I kind of think of when I think of, like, your age. So when Tammy disappeared, you were in high, you were a senior in high school. And yeah. she was a third grader. Right. So I feel like, you know, it was almost like you were hanging out with her brother. We didn't, I didn't hang around with her. I mean, no, she I know, was so I was, much younger. But I'm saying, like, so you were hanging out with Brian. And she probably was like, I want to hang out, too. Like, yeah. I'm a little sister. Yeah. You know, how little but, sisters do that. But we used to, we didn't, we used to go down to the river and go, uh, like canoeing and stuff so we didn't oh, spend a lot of time yeah yeah but it was she, a, no i mean it was a big age gap yeah so it was a big fair. age gap yeah, yeah that's yeah, totally yeah. fair yeah, but yeah. she was around yeah and obviously you knew her very well yes. um i remember you telling me the story i mean you can say it about her she used to like take your glasses yeah. a lot and what does she call them Casses. Casses. <laughs> that's cute mm -hmm. yeah um and i've talked about it before um, when we were talking about it in an intro once about her eye mm -hmm. and how I said originally it was a lazy eye. No, that was wrong. Can no. you say what you remember happened? I remember they were re-screening the porch. Yeah. And if I recall correctly, she was like taking a staple out with a screwdriver and went and oh, no. stuck it in her eye. Ow. We went to see her at the hospital. Yeah. And then... At Exeter? Yeah, at Exeter yeah. Hospital. Yeah. And then... Ouch. That's all. Yeah, I don't remember. That's, I don't remember anything after that. But I remember it was something like pulling out staples with yeah. a screwdriver and like pulled too hard and went and stuck it in her eye. That just sounds awful. Yes. But she had like a patch for a while. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And do you remember like how old she was when that happened? Or like in relevant? It, it wasn't too long before she disappeared a, a little while afterwards. It hadn't been a terrible amount of time. Yeah. Like, she didn't have that injury right. when she was five, six. Okay, gotcha. So it was, like, right before. Yes. Yeah. Not right, right before, but right the, before. Like, the year before, maybe? Yeah, because they yeah. would have been redoing the screened-in porch when the war weather was warmer. Oh, okay. They wouldn't have been doing it in cold, cold. weather, so it must have been the spring right. before. Okay, fair enough. So, as we've mentioned already, she went missing on November 13th mm -hmm. of 1984, which um, this episode comes out on the 11th. So on November 13th, 1984, 8-year-old Tammy left her home on River Street in Exeter, New Hampshire to walk to her elementary school on Lincoln Street where she was in the third grade, as you said, Liz. Mm -hmm. um, this was about a mile walk, a little less. Yeah, very, not long. No, and she'd been doing this walk since she was in the first grade. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not her first rodeo. She's been doing this walk by herself. Yeah. It's the 80s. Nobody thinks anything of it. Right. It's a mile walk. Exactly. It, nobody ever thought that anything could happen. It definitely wasn't uncommon for kids to be walking to school by themselves. No. In fact, that was the norm. That was the norm. Exactly. Which today blows your mind. 
like how is that even a thing right but it was common back then it was so common back then so a neighbor named betty blanchett saw her cross court street at around eight o'clock in the morning on her way to school um, and then blanchett said that tammy looked both ways before crossing the street and then she skipped across the street like a cute little eight-year-old girl, girl would do. yeah and then she was out of sight and that was the last person to ever see or hear from tammy ever now this part has always stuck with me because um, she was, she'd walk to school every day, you know. She always walked with her best friend. His name was Scotty. And he was, you know, in the same grade as her, same age. And that day, Scotty, uh, for whatever reason, my dad said he couldn't remember exactly the reason why he was sick or he was being a, you know, a jerk and didn't want to go to school or whatever, you know. So he stayed home or he was late. And so Tammy walked by herself. I know. So she, you know, she normally had someone with her, and this day she didn't. And it seems like that made all the difference. Jesus. I know. And you feel you feel bad for Scotty because at no fault to him. No way. But that's something I'm sure just hangs with you. Yeah. So that's really unfortunate, and I'm sorry for him that he has to deal with that thought to this day. Um, another thing I wanted to include was her outfit that day, not only because it is so mismatched in 80s that I love it so much, <laughs> but also just in case, you know, um, it's important. And it is very distinct to what you would see today. Mm -hmm. um, so she was wearing a purple sweater, which the most me thing, I love that. Uh, an aqua jersey with black and white stripes. Can't even picture that in my head. I love it. <laughs> so 80s a short tan jacket with blue sleeves, tan corduroy pants, tan suede boots, and green and blue socks. She also had a red backpack on that had her name and address on it. Now, that really does cover every color of the rainbow. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Very eight-year-old dressing themselves yes. kind of deal. Yes. So cute. In the 80s, right? So cute. So I think it is important to mention what she was wearing um, in case oh, any of those sure. articles of clothing are found because you don't see an aqua jersey with black and white stripes these days. No. You know, so it's important. But, um, so that's what she was wearing. And, you know, her backpack was never, like, that never showed up. No one ever saw any of those items again. But um, the fact that she had a backpack on with her name on it, I mean, you know, if that was found, that could be very important. But, like you said, she did not have a long walk. It was 0 0.9 miles. And as someone who's lived in Exeter for my entire life, and you who's been there billions and billions and billions of times, all the roads she walked on were main roads, except for like her neighborhood road, you know? Mm -hmm. They were not secluded, they were not in the woods. Um, she passed through the Phillips Exeter Academy campus at one point on her route, so it wasn't, it wasn't a secluded location. And her brother and her sister had walked that same route when they were growing up. It wasn't new to her. It wasn't new to anyone. It was just that route. And like you said, her neighbor, Betty Blanchett, she was looking out her window, saw Tammy like she did every fucking morning. And that was it. That was it. The last time she was seen at around like 8 a.m., I think. Yep. She was just going to school. And it just sucks because of the timing of this, because it was the 80s. Mm -hmm. And at this time, if a kid didn't show up to school, it wasn't policy. It wasn't even 
accustomed mm -hmm. to call home and be like, hey, is so-and-so uh, coming to school today? Right. Or are they sick? Should I mark them absent? It was not protocol, whatever. They just marked them not present and moved on with their day, not even checking about the kids' whereabouts. Right. So this really backfired because Tammy was abducted, and so it gave her abductor a six to seven hour head start. Yeah. And now, I hate to say it, but it is possible that in that time she was already murdered. Yeah. Um, which I feel like a lot of the cases we hear about missing and abducted children that are found, that tends to be the case. Um, so I think that's a really good point. I'm really glad you bring that up because to us, that's the norm. I remember like being sick, staying home from school sick mm -hmm. and my dad being like, hold on, I got to call the school. Yeah. Like it's just some, that's normal to us. And it was a thing where, oh shit, I can't skip class because they're going to call and leave a voicemail saying they are not present. Exactly. So it's like you couldn't skip school. So I guess right. that was good to keep kids in school as like yeah. an incentive, but right. also, hey, guardian of child mm -hmm. who did not show up to school today mm -hmm. just letting you know they're not where you think they should be so right. maybe double check on that right very important it's so important and i remember i can remember like staying home sick and having the phone ring at like nine and my yep. dad being like oh shit i forgot to call the school yeah you know it's the fact that that was ever not normal blows my mind it's just crazy and it's sad that things like this have to happen for that to be implemented right exactly and it, you're right, he had a seven, eight hour start. Mm -hmm. He had a, a long enough start to be able to even finish his crime and be done with it. Right. So that's, it blows my mind, it really does. Now around 3.30, Patricia or Pat, her mom, she started to get worried, Tammy wasn't coming home and she was like, okay, where, where's my daughter? So she called the school and she was like, is Tammy still there? And they were like, Oh, Tammy never came into school today. And that's when she got worried. Instantly. Instantly worried. Because Tammy's eight years old. Mm -hmm. She loves school. She's someone who loves school. And she's very shy. And, you know, where could she have gone? Right. So if my daughter was not in school all day for eight hours, where the fuck is my kid? Exactly. Can't even imagine. Yeah, and she's eight years old. She's not going to be playing hooky, you no. know. Oh my God, no. Right. And if she loves school, she was a great student. <laughs> yeah. So excited to go to school, even like she was skipping across the crosswalk <laughs> to get to school. Like so excited, loving life. Yeah. She's not going to just fuck school. I'm going to go hang out in the woods all day and smoke a cigarette. Like you're eight years old. She's eight. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it. She was panicking naturally. Yeah. Um, and then because of the time of year, so it's November um, in New England, it's not uncommon for it to snow at that point. Mm -hmm. At night, the temperatures get freezing. I actually looked it up on, you know, on, I don't even know, it was like weather.com, what the weather was that day, like the highs and the lows. The high that day was 50 degrees, which is, I mean, I admittedly will like not wear a jacket outside. Like that's comfortable. Yeah. But the low was 35 degrees. Shit. Which is chilly, and that doesn't factor in like wind chill and right. like after the sun goes down. I mean, in, in November, the sun goes down at like 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it gets dark quick when she's freaking out, calling the police when she realized Tammy didn't go to school this day. She, it's getting dark out already. 
It's going to be dark right. soon. That's right. At 3.30, the sun is already starting to <laughs> kind of go down in the sky. We're recording right now at 4 o'clock, and it's already setting yep. outside behind Happy us. Happy daylight savings. Yeah, yeah. honestly. <laughs> so, I mean, they the police were worried that she was going to be out and exposed to the elements, essentially. Mm -hmm. So the search for her began, and it involved so many people. And they ruled out very quickly that it was a non-family abduction, as in she was abducted by a stranger um, or someone who wasn't related to her. Mm -hmm. um, and they ruled that out because, you know, she came from a loving home. She had a good relationship. She loved school. She wasn't unhappy. So they were like, oh, shit, we really got to get going with this. Yeah. They called everyone to help, like firefighters, mm -hmm. police from around you know, other towns. The Coast Guard came and dragged rivers. They lowered the rivers. There was helicopters and bloodhounds. Can you imagine how that would be if you saw all that going on around you? And this is in Exeter, New Hampshire, which at the time had 13,000 people in it. And mm -hmm. that includes students like at the private school. Yes. So this is a really small town. It's known for being quaint and just so cute. It is. I mean, it is. It is, it is, for sure, but shit like this does not happen no. ever. No. So it rocked the town. Yeah, it was insane. Um, and so now I'm going to play a part where I talk to my dad about what he remembers from the day she went missing and um, him helping look for her mm -hmm. and the toll that that had on him and searching with Tammy's brother, Brian. What if at all, do you remember about that day? I remember his, Brian's mother saying, if it's Tammy hard. didn't go to school today. Were you at their house? Oh, okay. Yeah, and we were like, so? <laughs> yeah, she's ditching school early. And then her mother was like, no, she didn't go to school today. And we were like, and then she called the school and we knew the route she walked. Yeah. Because Brian and Ann probably had walked that exact same route. Yeah. And we walked the route which wasn't terribly far, but certainly way far than kids would walk today. Yeah, oh, kids wouldn't walk at all today. So we walked the route, but I do remember her, Pat, Mrs. Belanger saying, mm -hmm. Tammy didn't go to school today or something like that and saying, yeah, like 17. I, you know, yeah, we wanted okay. to watch whatever was on TV. Yeah. So I remember that pretty vividly. Yeah, so did you just go home after school with Brian? Is that what you yeah. did? Yeah. And yeah. Then, so had she called the, she had called the school at that point? I don't, I don't remember. I just remember when we got there, she was, I think she was outside. Oh, okay. And said like, we were like, what's up or whatever. And she yeah. said, Tammy didn't go to school today. And yeah. we were like, okay. okay. Like we didn't, yeah. and she's like, no, she didn't go, she mm -hmm. didn't make whatever. And it was like, but when you're 17, you don't go, oh shit, you just go, oh. Well, you just don't yeah. think of things like, like that. Like she played hooky or yeah, something. Like yeah, like you just didn't, maybe she was with her friend Scotty. Right, right. Down the, like it's just, you just don't think that. Yeah. I mean, it's Today you might think that, but right. back then you were just like, okay. And then. Mm -hmm. From what I understand, she called the police pretty quickly. It seems like it, yeah. Yeah, and then they, a lot of cases you hear about, they're like, oh, she probably ran, ran away. away. Yeah. But they, it sounds like the police didn't think that. Like they kind of jumped on it pretty quickly. 
Because yeah, I, from yeah. what I read and like I've heard from you, yeah. that that night people were searching. Like we crazy. were searching the Academy Woods. Yeah. Okay. You and Brian, mm -hmm. or okay. I know that it was cold. Yeah. And snowy, and it was terrible out. Yeah, I'm sure it was late. Yeah, we were out in the woods, and I just kept thinking, I hope we don't find anything. Yeah, that would have yeah that would have been scary to find with her brother. Mm -hmm. So that the fact that you did that was very that shows you know you guys. It's just something you do. And we knew those woods because we played and fished mm -hmm. and made forts in those woods. And we knew them, the paths. Is, I was going to say, is that where the bike path is? With the bike path yeah. along by this place we called the cove. And we used okay. to fish down there and yeah. swim. And we knew all that area. Yeah. And we knew a couple places where people had made camps that we went and looked at that were like... Yeah, like hobo camps? Not hobo, well, but... Like lean you know branches oh, in like mm -hmm. tarps where people maybe like smoked or whatever uh, smoking's not illegal so no, they didn't have I to make special camps no. oh i don't i don't know it's the 80s i wasn't there no it was just like where people lean sticks up against the sure. tree yeah and made a little fire and stuff so okay. we looked in these that's where we walked and i just was like thinking i hope we don't find anything yeah i just was like i can't and that's what we did. We I don't yeah. remember how long we looked. I remember it was cold and rainy yeah. and spitting like that November snow rain. Yeah. And we had these really thin Nike jackets that we used to wear. <laughs> that's that were, all you were wearing? For coats, yeah. And they were like pullover. And they yeah. were like my Reebok jacket that I wear today, but with yeah. no liner. And they oh. were very thin. Yeah. And, that's, and it was just cold yeah. and... That's what I remember. Do you remember like how long you looked for, like in general, like it was? It got. I mean, we. It was dark. Like hours. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dark, yeah. and I don't even remember really being really, really alarmed right. like I would be today. Right. It was more like just we were just going looking for Tammy. Yeah, that's fair. That's all. Yeah. And we walked all the way out to like Drinkwater Road, which mm, if you know that's the like, area distance a pretty good distance and we walked through all these places they're better trails today than they were then because right. trail associations have fixed them up mm -hmm. but we knew all along the river because we used to fish go fishing along the river and there was all these so we that's yeah. what we did yeah that's what i remember yeah it's just looking cold and rainy spitty and mm -hmm. just miserable yeah so from what I read, they brought in like dive teams and mm -hmm. the Coast Guard. They, they lowered the river. Yep. That's they the lowered river. the river a couple times in Exeter. Yeah. Or to look for her. To look for her. Yeah. And they drained some ponds, some oh, local okay. ponds. Just in Exeter or like around? Do you remember? Yeah, uh, around. Yeah. yeah. But mostly Exeter. I know the river has been drained a couple times and yep. a couple of Colkert's Pond was drained. A couple okay. of these little ponds that you find in the woods that are like as big as, let's say, a house. Oh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just little like depressions that fill with water. Yeah. Two feet deep, they, they did a lot of those. Yeah. Old abandoned uh, foundations for houses. There was one over by, off of Drinkwater Road that I okay. remember them searching. Yeah. It was like somebody built, was going to build a house, dug the hole, and then like ran Long out of money. money. Yeah, yeah. And it was that. Because hmm. you've shown me, we've driven like, yeah. you like to take the scenic route, mm -hmm. as my mom and I so lovely call it. Um, and you've shown me a few places mm -hmm. like open fields mm -hmm. and, you know, um, there's this one path kind of behind your house that you we've walked before. And yeah. You showed us like, it's this tall grass and you showed us that they looked here. I yeah. mean, I feel like essentially every part of Exeter they searched. I would At say least once. Fair enough. Eventually. Yeah. As much as they, yeah. Do you remember how long the um, search went on? I don't. Because I, I don't think, remember. Yeah. 
And oh. the newspaper came out twice a week then, the local newspaper. Oh. So you got a Tuesday and a Friday edition. That's okay. how you got your news. Yeah. So, but I don't remember how long they, they looked. I don't. Yeah. Her grandmother lived right down the street. Like the grandmother's oh. house would have been one of the last houses she would have passed oh, okay. on South Road before she got to Court Street. Right. Right. Which is where they, yeah. the bad, you know, things happened. So right. she, her grandmother lived literally 40 yards from that street. Like right. you could look out her front yard and look at this location. Yeah. So yeah. It was close. Yeah. So after the first night and few days of searching, it was very obvious that it wasn't a family abduction mm -hmm. and that they were also confused because there was no evidence that foul play had taken place. Nobody saw her being abducted. They just knew that she, at one point, she was seen walking to school and then she wasn't. So that doesn't necessarily mean that she was abducted. We, I mean, she was, but they couldn't say legally that they think yeah. or whatever. So they set up like a tip line. They set up all this stuff. The search didn't stop for her for, I mean, they did a lot of things. Like I just had mentioned before about like dragging the river, lowering the rivers, um, bloodhounds, all that kind of thing. So the search was on for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they ended up getting FBI involved because of the potential that it was a kidnapping. Mm -hmm. um, Tammy's family had said that Tammy was very timid mm. and shy. So of course she would not go off with someone willingly. Yeah let alone a stranger. Right. So it would have had to have been a forced kidnapping and abduction. The yeah. family was like, there's no way it's not. There's no way it's voluntary. Right, right. Surprised no one saw anything. Right. If it was 8 a.m. on a school day, people are walking to school, people are driving to school. And if you're right, and I, I agree with you, she probably put up like a stink, you know, mm -hmm. and being like, I don't know you, whatever something that would indicate that she was not comfortable with this person. Right. Something that would stick out to someone. But then again, it sucks because it's the 80s, so you mm -hmm. have this whole air about the time where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, that kid is struggling with an adult. I'm just going to mind my business and right. let them sort it out. She's like, probably fighting with her dad or exactly, whoever. Exactly. I'm just going to mind my business. I'm not going to get involved. Right. Right. Which is shitty because imagine <laughs> if the culture had been different, how many mm -hmm. things like this could have been prevented. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that's a fair point. Um, you know, the whole town of Exeter was freaking out. Thousands of clues and tips came in. Um, they worked so hard to look into every tip, but they all ended in dead ends. Mm -hmm. Every single one, unfortunately. So, but they were trying. They were trying. It wasn't, it wasn't because of lack of trying. It was because they didn't have anything. There was, there was nothing. And they were so desperate that they actually got a psychic involved. Wow. Um, she was based out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Her name's Whitney Boyd. Okay. She offers readings by Whitney on Facebook oh, to cool. this day, if anyone wants one. <laughs> really? Um, they brought her in. Investigators brought her in in the days immediately following the disappearance. And Whitney was very willing to help because mm. she said that she was driving along Route 101, okay. which runs through Exeter. Okay. And she had a vision that Tammy, Tammy's body essentially passed across her windshield. She saw this vision. Yeah. And she said this vision occurred the morning of Tammy's disappearance, just hours after it happened. Wow. So she said she knew in her gut that Tammy had passed away. 
Oh, man. And she believes there's no evidence to support this. There's really no evidence, period, as to what had happened to Tammy. That's the whole problem. Right. But Whitney thinks that Tammy's remains were incinerated and disposed of near a small neighborhood in Dover. Hmm. And she said the neighborhood was not searched by investigators. Mm -hmm. And she also stated, it was the beginning of my introduction to the psychic world. I don't think she'll be found. Her remains are not together. Everything was burned up. Wow. So that's a theory as to what could have yeah. happened, but there's no grounds or evidence for this theory. It's right. just something that the psychic is coming up with, essentially. It's very interesting. Yeah. I'd never heard that before. That's, I mean, and the, the sad thing is, we don't know. We don't know. That's that certainly could be possible. Right. It. I mean, it is possible because we don't know. I think, is it likely? Is it likely that she's dead? 1,000%. Yeah. So I think that much has merit. Yeah. The rest of it, I think, is interesting. It's, that's crazy. And it's so wild that police are using every resource possible. They're yeah. like, okay, let's get a psychic involved yeah. just for something. Yeah. That's how little they had. Right. Wow. I had never heard that. That's really interesting. Oh. Even, I mean, I want to talk to this lady. If she's yeah. still doing stuff, I know. Oh, I'm going to message her on Facebook. That's pretty cool. So after Tammy disappeared, there was one suspect. One. Mm. Now, my God, where do we even start <laughs> with this scum of the earth? Holy fuck. I hate this man. I hate this man. Yeah. Victor G. Wyanetti. Picture... Hmm, how do I best describe him? If a rotting, disgusting trash can had a baby with a moldy piece of bread. Yeah. That's Victor Wyanetti. Just, you look at his photo and you get Ugh. chills. He looks like a pedophile. Oh my God, for sure. Like the hair on the back of your neck stands up when you look at this guy. Mm -hmm. And... Rightfully so, because he is a pedophile. Um, so there's a whole history of this guy. One of the websites, I believe it was Angel Fire, has this whole big angry blog post. And it hasn't been updated in over 10 years. So this was before he was um, going to be getting out of prison. Oh, so wow. it was like a petition to not have him out of prison. But he just talked about in depth this guy's childhood, his whole life, his crimes. So there's a lot. Basically, to sum it up... Um, he was born in 1943 in Pennsylvania. He has an extensive juvenile record, extensive. Mm -hmm. It's sealed and it's impossible to know when it first started or the details. But what we do know is that he had been sentenced to juvenile reform schools four times for 10 separate cases Jesus. when he lived in Pennsylvania. And um, when he was around 18, that's when this family like moved to New Hampshire. He was living in New Hampshire. And um, in 1962, he had his first arrest as an adult, and that was uh, larceny and housebreaking. Now, that was just the beginning. Oh, man. He, I don't know how he did it, but he managed to get a lot of women. Ugh. I know. I know. Because you look at this guy, and we'll post a picture on Instagram or whatever. Oh, my God, yeah, and our he, website, too, you guys. Yeah, he looks like, I, uh, my God. Like a rotting piece of meat. I, I hate him. Don't, I, so many pedophiles and serial killers, it's like, how are they 
getting dates. I don't like, know. Who is willingly like, I'll go out with you, Mr. Victor. No, bro. Like you look at him and there should be chills running down your spine. Yes. A hundred percent. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. And so he had a lot of women and he even has at least one child with an ex girlfriend, ex wife, mm. whatever, which is a shame because he's a child molester. Yeah. In 1973, Wyanetti had been seeing this woman who had a little daughter, like from a previous relationship. Um, she was eight years old when they met, and um, basically he raped her regularly from the ages of eight to 14. Oh my God. And she went to the police and she tried and said, like, my stepdad is raping me regularly. And they didn't believe her. They didn't do anything. Her own mother didn't believe her. Jesus Christ. Um, the only time... It was realized that she was being raped by him when her mom walked in on oh. Wyanetti raping her daughter. Oh, my God. She was 14 when that happened. When she was 11, she had to get medical treatment. It doesn't say what, and that's fair, because of something he did to her. Like, Fuck. Yeah. It didn't stop him. It did not stop him. So... After he was found raping this woman's daughter, he was arrested and he was charged. And, well, here's the thing. This running and being a little bitch is all Victor Wagnetti knows because Mm -hmm. he fled. He fled right down to Lake Worth, Florida, where his parents were living at the time. And he had like was hiding from these charges because he's a pussy Mm -hmm. and he's disgusting and he can't live up to his actions. So, what a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He was eventually extradited back to New Hampshire, and it was discovered then that for six years he was not only raping her, but he was videotaping the rapes no. and taking photographs of her in various stages of like undress. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in May of 1979, Wynetti was found guilty of rape of a minor and was sentenced to seven and a half to 15 years. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. Yep. So, when the judge asked if he had anything he'd like to say, Wynetti said why he was being crucified for something that wasn't a crime. Oh. My God. That gave me, like, reflux reading that. It's fucked up because he was sent to jail and there was a psychiatric evaluation taking place and the hospital doctor declared him not a dangerous sex offender. Um, uh, I know. See, you know, I, I'm no expert here, but I feel as though... Mm, I feel as though that might be a little bit of a mistake. For some reason, Katie, even though we're not professionals, <laughs> I agree with you. I don't get it. I wait until really wait until you hear this part. I just struggle. I, I really I, I struggle to comprehend. <laughs> right? Right. The worst part is that Wynetti, he began to correspond with the judge. Or like he was writing to the judge trying to plead for himself. Oh, how nice. This is some of the things he said. This girl used me to get and have anything she wanted simply by saying she loves me and giving me sex anytime I wanted it. And I didn't even have to ask. She was the one that climbed into my bed. <gasps> this is an eight-year-old. He also said she missed 35 days of school last year because she would call me up and tell me that I could come home to make love to her if she could stay home from school. I call bullshit times a billion on that. 
Oh I know. my god. I know. I know. Wow. And you know he was grooming the shit out of her too. One thousand percent. That is classic grooming. He's I mean he's raping his stepdaughter for yep. years. Yep. She grooming, had... manipulation. Oh my god. Oh my god, that poor girl. This disgusting piece of shit. I'm telling you. Now in 1983, Victor was paroled from jail after serving just barely four years. Great. Four years. Of his seven, seven and, and a half, half to 15 year sentence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. Fair, right? Right. Love America. Hmm. Um, and in 1984, that's when Wyanetti moved to Florida to live with his mommy and his daddy because he is a hopeless piece of shit. Hmm. And hmm. it's so convenient that he was in Florida at that time. Right. Um, because of a certain something that happened that actually relates a lot to this case at hand with Tammy. Yeah. Just so, just such a crazy coincidence to me that he was in two of these places where an eight-year-old girl was abducted. Yeah, it's weird. Just so crazy to me. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about her. Yeah. The other, the other sweetie. Yeah. And we've talked about her in an episode before. Yep. We've mentioned her before. Yes. She actually has an episode covered by um, the murder squad, Jensen and Holes on the Exactly Right Network. Um, And we did talk a little bit about that. So Marjorie Christie Luna, this sweet little angel baby. Oh my gosh. She's so cute. She has cute little freckles. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And such 80s hair. I love it. She was born on April 7th, 1978. Um, she was dirty blonde haired little girl with, you know, the freckles and she lived in Green Acres City, Florida. On May 27th of 1984, when Victor Wynetti was living in Florida, Christy left her home wearing a turquoise bodysuit, which can we just say, love that. <laughs> I do. That's girl. I wish that would, I would wear that. Yeah. 100%. Cute. That's cute. I love it. <laughs> She's an eight year old girl. Right. She's not even wearing socks or shoes. She leaves her house to go to the store. It was called um, Green Acres Grocery Store. It's named something different now. But she goes there around 3 p.m. And the store was roughly 400 feet from her house. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And she was on her way to get her new kittens that she had found cat food. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I believe I read somewhere that they were named Boo Boo and Skeeter, I think is what she named them, which is cute. That's very, like, little girl growing up in Florida. Right? Right? (laughs) It's really cute. So she was on her way. She she was going to go get her cat's kitten food, you know? And she was seen leaving the store, I believe, but that was the last time she was ever seen, period. Now, I didn't know this, but apparently, and I only saw it in one source. I'm not sure if it's 100% true. Apparently, her bodysuit was found in a swampy area near her home oh, a little shit. while later. Yeah, I didn't know that. And I, again, I don't know if that's true, but I mean, I don't think it's not true. Like, oh, shit. isn't that awful? Yeah. So, Victor Wynetti, how does that relate, Tammy and Christy? Well, they're two eight-year-old girls mm-hmm. who in 1984 were abducted. Yes. But it seems as though they were abducted by the same man. And that would be this scum of the earth, Victor mm-hmm. G. Wynetti. Yep. Now, Victor Wynetti was actually living in Florida, like we said, on this day. He had gone to church. Oh, like a good old man. Oh, isn't that so crazy how so many of these people think that going to church once a week absolves them of all of their problems and sins? Well, d- just doesn't crazy. it? Oh, it doesn't. You're right, because he's a piece of shit. 
Ugh. Church on Sunday doesn't cancel you raping and murdering little girls. Someone had to say it. Right? I mean, don't, I don't even get me going. <laughs> I know. Don't even get me going. <laughs> so he went to church like a good God-fearing man. And when he came home, like he went to actually a church party or like gathering afterwards in Christy Luna's neighborhood. Hmm. And it's actually speculated that he, there are some witnesses that say that they saw a man matching his description at the store, outside the store, around the time that Christy went missing. And this is the other thing that I've seen in a few places, and I, I like it because I like the narrative, and I like that it kind of ties it nicely. He drove this blue van, mm-hmm. and it had a broken tail light, mm-hmm. and that same fucking van was seen leaving the area quickly when Christy disappeared. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Now that brings us to six months later when Tammy is abducted, right? Could you guess what was seen at her crime scene? Wouldn't it be so wild to see a blue car with Florida license plates and a broken taillight hmm. around the area when Tammy Belanger disappeared? Want to know what else is crazy? What else is crazy? Um, it actually just so happened that he was living in a motel in Rye, New Hampshire. Oh. During the time Tammy disappeared. Okay. He actually had called in sick the morning of Tammy's disappearance to his job at Brad's Custom Auto Body Shop in Exeter on Main Street, hmm. wouldn't you know, just a stone's throw away from Lincoln Street School where Tammy was supposed to go, yep. this auto body shop is located. Brad's Auto Body Shop. It was there. It was off of Main Street on Franklin mm-hmm. Ave. It's mm-hmm. a one-way road. And um, now we know where it as of, um, that was not English. Now, what has taken its place is new condos, like brand new. It's near um, Blue Moon. Yeah. Um, It's directly the same route that you would go to get to Brad's Auto Body Shop, that you would go where Tammy went to school. Hmm. Wouldn't you know what else is just so crazy? What else is so crazy? Well, when police searched his home. Oh, his home. Um, because, you know, he's the only suspect. They're, they're trying to pin him, but they're just not sure. Yep. Wouldn't you know that a photograph of Tammy mm. was found in his home yes. by police? Yes. So the thing is about that, and it's so weird because it's speculated. He, I mean, we know that he's taken pictures of his and videos of raping his stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. We know also that they found this picture it looks like Tammy. We don't know for sure, I think, is what it was. Yeah. But it's pretty strikingly similar. Why this man has a child's photograph in his house, period, is a good question. Hmm. Hmm. So, after Victor Wynetti, he called out of work. He, I don't know at what point, but he very quickly returned to Florida. He was like, I'm out of here. And... What we can guess is probably with Tammy's body. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. And that's the scary part is because she theoretically could be anywhere from New Hampshire to Florida. We just don't know. Well, first of all, it's important to note that Victor was never charged with either girl's disappearance. Mm -hmm. He was just a prime suspect. So, in 1992, he was sentenced to 75 years for burglary and indecent exposure. But never 
the girls disappeared. Never for the two girls. And he was, I mean, we already know he's a piece of shit, but he was being so fucking creepy. Oh my God, he was fucking gross. Like disgusting. He had been observed by police even. The situation had progressed so much that police were staking this guy out, actively watching him peer into the bedroom window of three young girls in West Palm Beach, Florida, 14 times in less than three weeks. Holy shit. So a cop was driving by like, oh, what's this guy doing? Oh my God, there's three girls in there. Like there's three minors. He was being a peeping Tom and he was so aggressively showing back up at the house 14 times in less than three weeks. That's so many times. He just made it like a a hobby, I guess. He had a sick fucking problem. What a sick fuck. I hate this man. So 1992, he sentenced to 75 years for mm-hmm. burglary and indecent exposure. But in 2012, he gets released from prison. Isn't that so crazy how that works? Yeah, because, listen, I'm not good at math. That's no secret. <laughs> but I don't think from 1992 to 2012, that's 20 years? Yeah. It's a little, just a little less than 75. <laughs> just, to, just give or take a little, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Oh my God. And so he was released and then like eight months later, he died of cancer, which I hope he fucking suffered. I hope he died a very painful death. Agreed. And even if the murders of those two girls were not proven to be him, Mm -hmm. even if let's just say, take a shot in the dark Mm -hmm. and say somehow Mm -hmm. on some planet, Mm -hmm. he had nothing to do with it. Yeah. He was still a piece of shit. Yeah. So he can suffer any day. I hope he rots in every circle of hell. So what kills me is that he passed away at age 69 in December (laughs) of 2012. um, And an inmate that had served with him said that Victor confessed to the murders of both Tammy and Christy Woodmouth. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, he was never tried or convicted. He never admitted that in a court of law or to any, but I think that's not nothing. Oh, we all know the truth. Oh, we, we, we all, all absolutely know the truth. We all know. And people who do these crimes don't keep it to themselves. They no. have to brag about it oh and talk God. about it. And I did this, 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 and this. So, yeah. of course, if you do something when you're in prison, you're going to be bragging about all the shit you did with the other inmates. Mm-hmm. And so you don't make that stuff up. No. No, no. So now we're going to paste in the part of my interview with my dad where we yeah. talk about Victor Wynetti and how much we all think he is the motherfucker that did this very crime. For sure. Okay, so Victor Wynetti was pretty much the only suspect mm-hmm. they had. Yeah. What do you remember about him? Like what uh, they came out about? That he worked at the at a garage down the street. What street was it on again? Franklin. It was on, okay, that one next to the one way? Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. one way. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it is the one way. It is right? the one okay. way. And it makes sense because to go to work, he certainly would have had to have driven driven by mm-hmm. that spot yeah. where they think she was last. Yeah. And he would have gone to work every day at, let's say, 7. Yeah. She would have gone to school every day at, let's say, 7, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they w- he would have, in a month, run across her a couple times. Yeah. And That's fair. And it just so happened that one day when her little friend Scotty couldn't go... To school or was late and she was walking by herself mm-hmm. you know so do you think he's probably the one who did yeah it? i would think so i do too he's too good of a too strong of a 
suspect. I, I agree. And like, yeah. especially with his history of, and we yeah. talk about it, um, you know, he was a child rapist. Yeah, he was a piece of crap. He was yeah. a piece. Yeah. It's okay. He yeah. was worse than yeah, that. Yeah, he was a piece of crap. And you look at his picture and you're like, this is a disgusting yeah. man. He, he was, was a piece of crap. He was. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, it's crazy that he has ties to Florida, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, and New Hampshire. So he was everywhere. He's a well-traveled piece of crap. He, yes, yeah. that's fair to say. Yeah. But the thing that makes me nervous is that I'm going to go ahead and say that he did it. If he, you know, whatever he did with Tammy, she technically could be anywhere from here to Florida. Sure. He, he ran away right back to right, Florida. Right. Do you think she's close? No. You don't think she's close? I did for a long time, but yeah. now I think that. If we mean close, like in Exeter, yeah. No, no, I think she's farther away than that. Because I, I think from where he took her yeah. to get on to 101 yeah. isn't very far. Right. Right up the road. So to get on to night, to get onto the highway to head up to Maine or down to Boston, down to Florida, down to whatever. Right. And he had eight hours or That's six true. hours or whatever. For school, right? He had a whole day. Yeah. To get her subdued and get her the hell out of there yeah. so he could do his thing. Yeah, that's true. So I I think now it was naive to think that she was in the river. Right. Because that's, that's like right hoping. behind right behind his work. Like that doesn't make sense now. Yeah. I mean I feel I feel like that was probably like best case scenario thinking. Yeah. Like if she was around, she would be there. But Yes. I think I mean I personally maybe I just hope that she's nearby so they can eventually because that's what I I mean I hope you know yeah but um I mean I think you're probably right I think she would be for some reason I feel like she's somewhere like maybe even in like halfway like Pennsylvania maybe, maybe. somewhere where it's rural and he could no, pull over and do yeah. what he did and then leave yeah. her in a pile of sticks yeah and that's who that. knows yeah. yeah and um I mean I agree with you I think it's impossible but I think you know I think he did it and I agree with you and him having that history and the whole thing with Christy Luna yeah the history makes it if this was just a guy who didn't show up for his work and had no history of raping children I think it would be less it would be less yeah I agree with you there but with his sickness and the opportunity mm-hmm. I know it was just the being in the wrong place yeah. at the wrong time right I, I agree if that it's just bad timing. Yeah, I agree. And um, have you heard about him admitting it to his... Jail. House his jail? Yeah. Yeah, that came up when it happened. Yeah. Do you think that's... Possible? Believable? Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, not... Jailhouse informants sometimes tell the truth. Yeah. I read somewhere that there was like 11 or 12 of them where that said that he admitted to it. Which I think if it was like one or two, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. But if it was... Ten, like a dozen? So he was in jail for raping children and doing all this Indecent stuff. Indecent exposure. Okay, so his cellmates were also not burglars or right. guys who drunk dra- drove. Yeah. We talk about other pedophiles right. who are looking to shave time off their sentences. Yeah, that's fair. So this is scum telling on scum. <laughs> yeah. This isn't like, I said, like a guy who wrote bad checks. and yeah. These were people. Yeah. He was living with guys in jail who were bad people yeah. so I, I have a hard time believing them yeah. but it's not impossible right right i think you know and unfortunately <laughs> we'll never know because he died in yeah. 2012 yeah. of cancer which i hope it was painful yeah. and because even if he didn't he still was a piece of shit yeah yes um, without a doubt regardless and yes. there's this really great website that's like 
it hasn't been updated mm-hmm. since 2011, I think. Ew. Yeah, so it was like this guy, and he was just ranting, mm-hmm. saying like, this piece of shit, and it was before he got out of jail, and so he was basically campaigning to like stop him from getting out of jail, and um, he just was talking about all the terrible, every detail from when he was born, all the crimes he committed, and you know, he was molesting and raping his stepdaughter for yep. like eight years yep. piece of garbage um and i mean he thinks that he did it i think a lot of people think that he did it um i think even a lot of exeters retired pd says that i he would did think it. so um i think that's fair yeah but i think that's he's the best candidate oh yeah and yeah. the fact that there's he's dead and he has been for almost 10 years yeah you think a, a child molester who doesn't show up at his job suddenly one day on the same day that a little girl mm-hmm. on his way to work doesn't show up to school is yeah too too obvious. I don't even know if they had any other suspects that they mentioned. Do you remember? That's the only one. I, I remember them saying, and I've told you this before, things that we know today aren't true. Like oh. maybe she was taken to New York City to be made into right. kitty movies, you know, yeah. to- horrible things. Maybe she was in the East River. Right. And... It's a different world. We know that molesters don't take kids to run to New York to make snuff films. Yeah. He wanted to rape a little girl, and that's what... That's it. That's it. Yeah, I think... I agree with you. I think that's... Back then, they wanted to believe that. That was just a different just a different time, and we just didn't know. Yeah. And know. it just didn't register that she was probably dead in a shortish period of time. Yeah. Do you think it was like that day? As long as he could get away to a rural area, yeah. Yeah, I Yeah, and like I said, the highway, you know this is not that far away. Yep. And you could hop on 101 or 95. straight all the way to Florida. All the way. Yeah, that's fair. Hop over to Route 1 yeah. if you want it. So, yeah. you know. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So, essentially, you know, that's the bulk of the case of the abduction of Tammy Belanger, a case that has rocked Exeter and the nearby communities and Mm -hmm. everybody knows about it if you're from here and it still has a lasting impact I really would like to believe that it does because it should you know for sure and even the Exeter police said they know for sure they just they don't know for sure but they 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 know know. for sure like come on now they know that this asshole Victor is responsible Mm -hmm. and they think he killed both Tammy and Christy Luna. Yeah. No physical evidence. Um, Tammy Belanger's parents ended up divorcing. Mm -hmm. Her father, Nelson, passed away at age 74 in September of 2017. Mm -hmm. Tammy's mom, Patricia, has since moved away from Exeter. Yeah. But she still corresponds with Exeter police about twice a year in hopes that one day the case will be solved. Yeah. I think the family realizes that the chances of Tammy being alive are slim to none, but they just really want answers. I think even finding a body would be mm-hmm. better than better than nothing. I you agree. need something. Absolutely. You need closure. You need something. Yep, I agree. Um, and anyone with information regarding this case, anything at all, you know, if you happen across this podcast, you see the picture we post of her, mm-hmm. it jogs your memory, you hear something, you remember something someone said. Mm-hmm. Um, Please call the Exeter Police Department. Their phone number is 603-772-1212. And that's their tip line. Um, And they will talk to you about this case because they want this to be solved just as much as her family. And they know. Because last year around the anniversary, I emailed with 
um, the current police chief of Exeter and kind of corresponded with him about if he remembered anything or if he could, you know, talk to the person who was the police chief at the time and like what they all did and stuff. Um, I even tried to get a memorial made for her. I actually ended up messaging Tammy's older sister, Anne, on oh, wow. Facebook. And uh, she was friends with my Aunt Courtney on Facebook. And um, I corresponded with her a little bit about possibly getting a memorial. She liked the idea. She said that there actually was a swing dedicated to her at the lo- a local park, oh, wow. which I didn't know about. So that's awesome. I think that's lovely. That's so sweet. Yeah. So, I mean, that's great. And, of course, this case has meant a lot to me not only because I love true crime but because of I love my dad Mm -hmm. and um, I have tried tirelessly to get her story out there as we've talked about it before I have talked about it with every person I have met everyone and um, when I was a sophomore in college actually I took a public speaking class and um you know we had to give like a total of five speeches and they're all different subjects whatever you could pick what you wanted to talk about but one of them had to be like a persuasive and one of them had to be like demonstrative whatever Mm -hmm. so i actually gave a speech on tammy and the connection with christy luna and victor wagnetti and we were allowed 12 minutes was our maximum and i'm pretty sure mine went over 12 minutes (laughs) and the only reason i say that is because the whole class was captivated. I was telling it with such passion that I got a 97 on it, by oh, the way, yeah. which was the best grade I got. I got all A's, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a great storyteller, but I got a 97 on it. The only reason I got points off was because I ended it with stay sexy, don't get murdered. No, you didn't. Dead serious. <laughs> and it's crazy because a few months later I was on like a dating app and I actually started talking to someone who I, had who was in that class and i ended up like i dated him for a little bit hi ryan i don't think he listens (laughs) but we were talking and he was like oh yeah we were in the same class and he was like you did that that speech that was basically an episode of criminal minds oh my god and i just about died i was like that is the sweetest thing anyone has ever said to me (laughs) you remember yes you remember (laughs) and he was like no joke everyone in the class was talking about that after they were like holy shit he said there was not one second where any of us were not listening to you that's amazing (laughs) and i was like this sounds like i'm bragging about myself but what i'm trying to get across is that this is very important to me yes and to my dad and i truly spent a lot of weekends in college on name us and the missing children's page looking at um unidentified remain not at them but like cases of unidentified remains and comparing them and see is there any way this could be tammy Mm -hmm. i've tried i've tried and i i want to find her i want to find her for pat and i want to find her for brian and and ann and i want to find her for my dad and she needs to be found. I think yeah. it's just that at the end of the day, she needs to be found. The whole town of Exeter, too, because this shit does not really happen No, in that town. And people still to this day talk about this incident. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You meet anyone that's an adult here, you say, Tammy Belanger. They say, oh, the girl who was... Ad-. Like, they know who she is. Yep. But it sucks because it feels almost as if it's just a small town thing. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. 
Right. And that's yeah. why we do this shit. Absolutely. Say, Hello. Just because it happened in a small town in New England doesn't mean it has to stay in the small town in New England. Right. Let's talk about it. Right. Raise awareness. Shed some light. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to put in a little clip of my dad and I just talking like a recap um, about her case and how it changed Exeter and affected him. So take a listen. Yeah, and when Tammy disappeared, there was, it, it kind of was a time period when it made the news more right. of little girls getting, yeah. like Sarah Ann Pryor, and mm-hmm. and the, it started to make, Christy Luna, it started to make yeah. more news yeah. than it maybe did before. Yeah. Um, I don't think more people were disappearing. I just think right. the news was changing and coverage of things were changing. But, you know, we heard about those people yeah. on the nightly news. Yeah. And I know? think after Tammy disappeared, then I don't think she was the one that started this, but peak school started calling yes if you weren't that, there yes. and yes. and kids started to ride the bus service changed mm-hmm. in exeter as it did all around this area mm-hmm. people who lived in her neighborhood i believe after that got were bus riders because i think uh back then if you lived within two miles it yes. didn't have a bus no stop which no. she lived 0.9 miles away yeah. so that's so i to walked me this day that blows my mind. I walked to school alone. My younger sister mm-hmm. walked to school, well, maybe with her little friends. Friends, yeah. But, and it was probably a mile to when we were little, but yeah. that's in rural New Hampshire. In the 80s? Everywhere. The 70s and 80s, you walked you to school. You walked to school. I know. I, I mean, it's yeah. latchkey kids. You yeah. just did it. That was probably... Yeah, you went home for lunch. You could go. Thank you, Mom. Yeah. Her walk probably was, like I said, maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. And That's it wasn't really through, like, woods or anything? It, it seemed... I did the Google Maps just to yeah. have it, and it looked like... Went through the academy. Court Street, and that's a very... That's Elm like Street, and through the academy, exit. and down, right down to Main yeah. Street, and yeah. right down Tan Lane. I mean, it yeah. was not that... Crime of opportunity, I yes, think, essentially, yes. which is unfortunate, yes. and I don't like to say, like, wrong place, wrong time... But or right time, but it's true. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's tough. But so that that's the the story that I remember. Is yeah. She didn't go to school that day. Yeah. And then searching at night, mm-hmm. and it changed everything. Yeah. It changed their whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, From what I understand, the parents Nelson and Patricia they got divorced right after a few years, a, few a little years. while later, not yeah. right away. Yeah. And Nelson just recently passed away. A few years ago. A couple right? years ago, yeah. yeah. And um, it, but it changed everything. Her yeah. room was, they kept her room the same. And I find that happens a lot. Probably. And yeah. it just, it just changed everything. Yeah. It changed all of our lives. Yeah. Understandably yeah. so. Yeah. So, I mean, I always credit that with being why I'm interested. And I, you know, and I, I mean, I've given a speech on her yeah. case. I spent many weekends in college on NAMAs. Yeah. Looking at, like, um, you know, unidentified bodies found. I don't know if she'll ever be found. I hope so. Um, but sometimes, you know, you never know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, know. I just, I can just picture her watching the Smurfs. <laughs> swinging on a rope swing behind the house and just being a regular little girl and that's yeah just that's, that's what, what I remember she's yeah. she just a little girl yeah then she was my friend's little sister yeah and that's and that was that that was that I don't have one of the, a story about the last time I saw her right right because you didn't know I didn't I don't remember anything leading up to it I right. just I just remember like I said she used to like to watch the Smurfs and she used to swing in this 
tire in the in the rope swing in the back of the house, and we used to spin her around, and she was just a normal little girl. Who, it happens, yeah. Who, yeah, okay. and her parents, her mother was very nice, and mm-hmm. Brian and Anne, and they were nice. Nelson, they were, you know, just okay. regular New Hampshire people. I think they ruled out pretty quickly that it was a non-family yes, abduction. Yes, I think so, too. Because yeah. they had a, you know, she loved school, it yes. said, and yes. the, she was kind of shy, yeah. and just... She, she was, was just, just a normal abducted. little yeah. girl. That's yeah. Who, yeah. who, that's what I think of. As I recall, and I think back now, mm-hmm. as other ones at the time, yeah. and I, I don't know why, I can't say why. Me neither. Cases like this, all you need is one person to be in the right situation to get word out, to right. push things. You know, some families don't want to be out in the media and don't push things. And if there's nobody in the, let's say the police department mm-hmm. or relatives who says no, mm-hmm. You know, we, we've seen recently the publicity a missing person can get. Right, with Gabby Petito. With Gabby Petito. And then you can think about Tammy, whose story kind of disappeared, what I would say today would be quickly. I agree. In, 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 the, in the national conversation. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a reason. I don't, Do like you, I said, she was a, just a regular little girl. Yeah. Do you think Christy Luna's case gets more attention? Yes. I agree. Yes. Because um, I remember seeing on the news here a few years ago, they made a whole Twitter account for yeah. her, and she, she disappeared in Florida. Yeah. And there's people, we saw news here that like, where am I? What yeah. Am I? And they didn't mention Tammy. Yeah. And it's the same And Tammy thing. was only mentioned on Jensen and Holes as a... Connection. As a connection. They said her name one time. One time. And it's, and I personally, and I'm sure you did too, were like, that's great that they did mention her. That's yeah. great because people like us, we go and we look up yeah. other connections yeah. and stuff. But Christy Luna, the whole episode was about her. Yes. They posted a picture of her on their Instagram, not of Tammy. Mm-hmm. Their website did the synopsis and mentioned Tammy in one sentence. Yes. And we need to find out or figure out why some cases don't get any publicity and some cases do. And it could be just as simple as an advocate who pushes stuff and gets stuff into the right media or the right. Absolutely. Hands, but her case in the grand scheme of things didn't get a lot of play. Right. And I, I think back of other in the same time, like I said, I can remember other cases that time mm-hmm. that didn't, um, the Mahalchek girl, I can't think of her first name. Yes. She I got a lot, and, and that was a horrible. Mary. She was going to get. In Maine? Chris, no. Oh. Somebody said, you know, I know your mother, let's go get Christmas presents. Oh, and then right. she did. You know, and Adam Walsh yeah, of and course. lots of lots of publicity and Eton Pataz. I don't know how you yeah, say his yes, name. Yes, the first boy of the milk, milk carton. Milk carton boy. Yeah. And I know my name is Johnny, Johnny Grosh or Gresh. Gosh, Gosh yes. Gosh, yeah. You know, so they were available. Yes. But for some reason, and I don't want to I don't want to say I know what it is, but her right. case, it just didn't get as much play as others. And I mean, it's no secret to you, and it's no secret to anyone that knows me. I started this podcast because I love true crime. Yeah. And me and Katie love true crime. But my main goal was to tell Tammy's story. Yeah. And I did, you know, last year I was considering doing a podcast just for Tammy. Yeah. Because um, there is a lot of moving parts. You could make like a 10-episode series about... But there isn't as much... As Christy Luna. As Christy as, Luna. As... Right. Those other people. Right. And that's... And at no fault of Christy no, Luna, I'm, I'm no. glad they get coverage, and I hope that it helps things. Mm-hmm. But it's not fair to those who knew her and the community that's still, I would say, reeling from this. 
Um, just knowing, because you can ask any adult who has lived in New Hampshire that's over the age of 35. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I know Tammy Blanchard. Yeah. That's just a name you know. Yeah. Just like you know, like the girls in the barrel. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's unfair. At, again, at no fault of anyone else. I don't think it's any, I just think it's, it's just, just one of those things that yeah. I can't explain, but it's true. Yeah, I agree. That you just will never see that come up on one of your 2020s, your datelines. Right, right. It Friends just doesn't have, it doesn't have the zing for whatever reason yeah. as those other ones. And all we can do is just keep, if yes. you have the energy, it's a lot, it's hard. So thank you so, so, so much for listening, guys. This is the episode. Yeah. And it means a lot to us that you've supported us this far. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope it means something to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really appreciate it. So yeah. to show our appreciation for you, we're going to ask that you follow us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But we do have Instagram and Twitter if you guys want to reach out to us. It's truecrimene. All lowercase. And you can email us at truecrimene at gmail.com. Or you can find us on our website at truecrimene.com. We have our own domain. We have (laughs) a handy dandy submission tool where you can send us your cases, send Mm -hmm. us your stories. You can be anonymous if you want to, no pressure. It's fine. But yeah, just we love reading your stuff. Mm -hmm. So keep on sending it. Yeah. And I want to know what you guys think about this episode. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because it'd be really cool to hear your feedback. And I think it would be awesome because this means a lot to both of us. Yeah. You know, it's been a journey. And as special bonus added content, maybe this is just entertaining to, like, me and my cousins. I don't know. No, this is great. (laughs) But after the theme song, you guys should stick around because I'm going to insert a clip of my dad and I talking about um, podcasts he listens to. Um, And also, I think there's a little bit more about Tammy in there. Nothing, I mean, just, you know, some stuff. But it's really funny he's a very funny guy oh my god he's so funny <laughs> he's, he's, he's hysterical and if you listen you might learn the truth about what he thinks of our podcast so you should <laughs> stick around listen to that at the end yeah. um and thank you guys thank you guys so much as always we appreciate you mm-hmm. and the awareness you bring to these cases mm-hmm. means everything so we'll see you next week bye bye i want people to just to not forget about her That's i agree all. I mean, people remember. Yeah. And that's a good place to start. Yeah. Some of us will never forget. Now, I mean, I appreciate you sitting down. We have talked about this many times. Mm So this is all stuff I already. It's been part of my life since I was seventeen. Yeah, so that's a yeah, that's a significant part of your life. Yeah. Um. So I know it's and as and I know you say you don't remember what started your true crime, but you are someone who enjoys a good, like you listen to Murder Squad. You listen. No, I don't listen to Murder Squad. Not anymore. Well, I haven't for a while. Occasionally. Occasionally. But you listen to what are some of the other podcasts while we're here that you've listened to? Uh, The Murdaugh Murders. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, Bad Bad Thing about a woman who killed her husband and her husband's lover. Oh. I listen to uh, Strange and Unexpected with Daisy Egan. Okay, you've told me about that. I listen to I listen to Jensen and Holes sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I listen to Sasquatch Chronicles sometimes. Now, my question is: Is that true crime, or is that just? Uh, it's probably not true Crypto's in well. anything. 
Um, okay. I listen to anything, yeah. um, but I like the weird and unexplained. I've yes. listened to lots of Alien. You know, I've listened to lots of Alien yeah. stuff, but even that gets a little bit, you know, to me. Yeah. They're, Kooky. Yeah. And repetitive, I'm and sure. And repetitive, just like yeah. the Bigfoot stuff. Oh, I know. I like how you whispered that yeah. as if you were offending I don't, I don't someone. want to get out of the, the group. <laughs> the I don't want, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know you love your Bigfoot. That's... I do. I like, I, I really like um, David... Parodies, the missing 411. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, although they are a little kooky where he, you know, black holes, that kind of stuff. But I like the National Parks missing yes, stories. Yes, that one's, yeah. Those are good. You've told me some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I like those. You listen, what's the one about the, the was it Mother Teresa? That was Mother Teresa and, and how the nuns are really treated. And Okay, what was, do you remember what that's called? I can't remember what it's called now. It's new, spot. it's a new one. It's okay. from the summertime. Okay. And it's just and like a few episodes, right? Like nine episodes. Yeah, that's really good. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just waiting for you to I'm say... I'm listening to No Dogs in Space right now, which is about music. Oh, I would not Which is that. the last podcast on the left, people. Oh, same people. okay. Sure. They're huge. Yeah. I mean, there's some controversy around them. I have not listened to them because I cannot find them. I don't think he, they're on Apple. I'm, I'm about done with it. Yeah. But um, there, I find them. And I listen to a podcast... And then if it starts to wear on me, I just will just drop it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Now, and you have you listened to Crime Junkie? I think so, right? I have. Because we we kind of share similar views yeah. on um, the some people. It's not for everyone, mm -hmm. and that's fair. Just like we're not for everyone. Yeah. Um, what do you think about our podcast? I enjoy <laughs> it quite a bit, but oh my, God, I know what you're uh, gonna say. I prefer Katie over you oh in my the. God. Most part, I just listen to my stuff yeah. hodgepodge. I don't listen to no, anything in order. Yeah. When I started listening to Jensen's and Holes, I just went back like 19 podcasts and just started. Yeah. The only time I listen to anything in order is if it's like the Murdaugh murders mm -hmm. and it has an order. Like Bear Brooks? Have you listened yeah, to that? Bear yeah, Bear Brook is really good. That is good I listen one. to Fresh Air, which is a NPR one. Okay. If it has a political thing, I want to... But I'm not hugely political, no, blah, no. blah, blah. But I'll listen to it, but... Bearbrook is a really great podcast. It is. And that's now, a really good Jason podcast. Jason Moon, he did a great job. Yeah, that's now, that's a good one. That reminds me, when they found the bodies in the barrels. I remember that. Now, that was in, yeah. like, 85? Yeah, that was when I was in high school. That was a news item. Do you Did you at all think at first that maybe it was Tammy? Because it was... No, because it was far away. I mean, yeah, Allenstown. Because I feel like yeah. Allenstown is north. Yeah. And I feel like with Victor, he would have gone... South. Allenstown was further away... Than that it is now, right? Because it just it was rural. the infrastructure is way better today than it was thirty five years ago. Yeah. So and when that came out, it was there were four. They say women the, in the barrels, in the, but yes. it was one woman and, and three, three children. children yes. And one of the children was like eight. They right. Said, right. but you didn't at all think. No, it no, was, no. I yeah. remember the story, and I remember yeah. we thought it was four women. Yeah. Blah blah blah, and yeah. because it was in New Hampshire, I remember it. Yeah. And, and in the in the woods, that was a huge. It was a big story. And people, um, and when you search about Tammy, uh, almost everywhere mentions that she was, um, like when they first found the, these women, they did consider like, oh, this is possible. It's possible. It could be Tammy, but yeah. it ended up being recently, like two yes. years ago, they yes. released the identities yeah. of these. Mm -hmm. um, I think three out of the. four. I don't know if they have the little girl who's unrelated. I don't remember, but yeah. Um, By but another one of life's winners, what's his name? <laughs> Terry Rasmussen. Rasmussen. yeah. Or Bob Evans. Bob, Bob Evans. Or, Bob Evans, you know, I yeah. think he had another yes. name, depending yeah. on where you were. Yes. 
And he was known, he kills um, another woman in right, California. Right, a girl, a wife or a girlfriend who disappeared. Yeah, it's something about, cat, he buried her in cat litter. Yeah, yeah. And they had like a Star Trek wedding. Mm-hmm. He was, and then another woman he hid in like a fridge or a mm-hmm. deep freezer. Yeah. He was a piece of shit. Yeah. And he he died in like 2000, uh, same time around when mm-hmm. Victor Wyandotte died. But the, but the women in the barrels, I we definitely yeah. heard about that. Yeah, yeah. That and, would have made the national news mm-hmm. even here. Right. So. Well, that was fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Especially with being so close to Tammy disappearing and them finding that's a lot for New Hampshire in one yeah. stretch.